Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, Adam. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, my friend? Amazing. And uh, is that is that your kid who says we help you launch, grow, and maximize? That is absolutely my little one. He is affectionately known as the little mayor. The little mayor. I love that. <laughs> all right, Adam. So we like to get right to it. But before we do that, can I get an oh, yeah? Absolutely. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. So, Adam, tell us about your podcast. My podcast is called The Podcast on Podcasting. And so, similar to you, I serve podcasters. I started the show because my business serves podcasters. So, what we do on the podcast on podcasting, it only launched recently which is pretty cool. I sold my first podcast. It was a a real estate podcast. And I never knew that you could make money by selling a podcast until I tried it. I just, uh, I didn't want to get rid of it. Like anyone who's a podcaster, they know that it's kind of like their baby. And you know, your, 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 your kid, the, the little mayor, you, you don't ever want to get rid of a kid. Like you want to make sure it goes to a good home. And so no matter what, I was like, I got to spend my time on something else, but I, I didn't want to just crush that. So I sold it. And then the new one is called the podcast on podcasting. We serve podcasters. We help people, you know, similar to this show, launch, grow, and monetize their podcast to be able to kind of get it ranked in, into the top percentages on Apple so that they can get more notoriety and, and make more money. Um, and so a couple of things that are important about the the podcast that I think are tangible for another listener is we do every other episode is an interview and the opposite is going to be just me alone. And the reason that I like that is because when you have interviews with somebody else, that really helps a lot of times to grow the show itself just by having other people on. And the, the trick here is that they're not famous. If they're famous, maybe it'll help. But really, if they're not famous, it helps even more, especially it's the first time they've ever been on a show. And so half of them, half of the um, episodes are going to be an interview with somebody else so that they can share it with their audience. And then the other half is me just pouring into your business and supporting you. And that way, I think they're more likely to do business with me because I come across as the expert on the show. And so for any listener, I think you should do the exact same thing. Have a good mix between interviews and solo episodes. And we're on episode 30 or 40 and we just launched. So we're doing basically daily episodes for the launch, which is fun because it helps to grow those downloads and hack into Apple's algorithms. So we're more likely to stay in front of people a little bit longer because we're launching really, really heavy. See, here's how I know that great minds think alike, Adam, because we're thinking of 
doing the exact same thing in terms of the solo cast and the interview. So yeah, we're, we're definitely on the same page here. Now I have a feeling I might know the answer to this next question, but I'll ask it anyway. Tell us about something that has happened to you because of your, uh, because of your podcast. I call this podcast brain. It's when you don't even know that it's going to happen. You didn't plan for it. You weren't expecting it. It just kind of happened. So what, what was a, a podcast rain moment for you? Well, that it has to be my old show that I sold. I started the podcast mainly because I wanted to get out in front of my avatar. I wanted to raise more money for a real estate for real estate deals. And so that was the only thing that I had in mind. Okay, maybe I'll be able to attract more private capital because of this. And the thing that blew my mind about the podcast is because I had my own show, I was considered a thought leader and I never would have expected it. Here I am just a humble, regular, you know, normal guy. And I'm starting to get invited to speak at all these real estate conferences. And so my brand grew exponentially without me even trying because I kept getting invited to, oh, I want you on my podcast. Oh, I want you to speak at my conference. Oh, can you speak at my meetup? Can you fly out here? We'll do it virtually for you. Just because I had that little thought leadership platform that seemed to snowball and grow my brand way faster than I would have ever expected. Fantastic. Uh, Adam, one of the things that I love about this show is I get to have fun. Are you ready to have a little fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this next segment is called Guess That. Here's how it's going to roll, Adam. I'm going to think of a person, place, or thing and your mission is to ask me questions, as many as you need to, to figure out what that person, place, or thing is. Are you ready to play? Guess that. Let's do it. All right, Adam, I am thinking of a thing. All right. Is it smaller than... A basketball. That is an interesting question. It does not have a physical size. Okay. Can I see it? Technically, no, but yes. Okay. Um, does it help? Is it used by... Would I use it in daily life? Yes. Is it air? It is not air. Okay. I use it. It's a thing. Is it internet? It is not internet. Yeah. Is you can't see it. Is it light? Is it lighting? It is not lighting. I'll give you a hint. You use the internet and lighting is important. Is it a podcast? It is a podcast. See, I knew if I gave you that hint, you would get it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I knew that, that was kind of tough. Like, I was like, where is this going to go? Is it smaller than a basketball? You're like, that's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> 
My podcast is huge, way bigger. <laughs> exactly. See, I knew if I gave you that hint, you would get it. But very, very, very well done. So speaking of podcast, how do you get better as a podcaster? Really, I think it just comes with practice. Unfortunately, I don't want to just give you like a simple trick. It's like it takes work, dedication, practice, listening to a lot of other podcasts and, and getting ideas. And as you, as you stay behind the mic and get behind the mic more often, that's really the only way to grow. I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasters like John Lee Dumas, right? Uh, he's coming on my show tomorrow, but JLD, he says his first couple hundred episodes were shizzy, right? That he didn't like them. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't feel comfortable. He said they're completely different. And that would overwhelm many people, but you got to be, be just okay with growing. So A, and probably the biggest one is practice, 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 and being okay with not being completely perfect today because you're only going to be able to grow 1% over time. And the second thing that I think can be a little bit more tangible, though, is to truly be yourself. Not, not try to be anyone else who's a podcaster, anyone else that you've heard, any more suave than someone else. You just be who you are. I think you're going to be able to attract your listener a little bit easier. So those are the two things. Now, what is the balance? I know um, listening to other podcasters and sort of borrowing for them, from them and gleaning from them is, is great. And that's one thing. But how do you do that without losing your authenticity? I love that question. That's good. Well, I guess it's, it's comes with a couple of things. You're really only listening to other podcasts to learn some, some ideas and to get used to what they do. For example, when you're first a podcaster and you ask a question, it'll take you five minutes to ask a question because you'll ask it five different ways. But then you go and listen to somebody else's podcast and you see how simple it was for them to just ask a direct question. And you're good at it, Elsie. I'm not. I'm still learning. I'm still listening. And I listen to my episode and I'm, I'm like, man, I'm going a really a long time just to ask that question. And then I listen to, Don, to, to Elsie's and he just jumps right in. He, he has a direct question. I'm like, I need to be better at that. So it's not that I... It's not that I go and say, oh, I need to do the oh, yes. Oh, I need to do the, you know, the 20 questions. Oh, yeah, I need to do this and this and this because Alzi has a great podcast and I want one. So I need to copy everything. It's more like getting an I getting some ideas and seeing what you're doing that could be improved that wouldn't detract from your natural personality. Love that answer. Adam, are you ready to play some trivia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Podcast Town. So, Adam, I'm going to give you six categories. You're going to choose from one of them, and we are going to play trivia. We have arts, science, history, general, geography, entertainment. Which one would you like? I suppose out of those... Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pick, uh, what, what were the first two Art. It was one of the first two, I think. Arts, science, history, 
general geography or let's try science science oh ooh okay what is the largest human organ what is the largest human organ most people would say skin and skin counts as an organ and then the second biggest one is your liver you don't get two choices you have to make a choice skin is the top one and uh and for extra credit the second biggest one is your liver skin is correct have no clue if the liver is the second correct answer or not (laughs) all right excellent arts history general geography or entertainment general general okay what is the technical name for the chef's hat what is the technical name for the chef's hat i'm clueless i couldn't even guess it is I would just say chef's hat. That's what I would call it. Now, I I am notoriously bad at pronouncing things on this show, and I'm okay with that. So the answer is Torque Blanche. Blanche. Torque Blanche. Torque Blanche. We'll go with that. Okay. Torque Blanche. (laughs) All right. Let's do do a couple more. Um, Sure. Would you like arts, history, entertainment, or geography? Let's try geography. I'm notoriously bad at geography, but we'll see if I can get this one. If it's a wine region, I'll be good at it. <laughs> Got it. What colorful sea lies between Northeast China and the Korean Peninsula? What colorful sea lies between Northeast China and the Korean Peninsula? I really don't know, but we'll just call it the Rainbow Sea. Is it called Rainbow? (laughs) It is not. It is the Yellow Sea. The Yellow Sea. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that either. All right, let's do one more. All right. Um, right. I'll give you this. uh, So what was the next one? Yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. um, Who directed the 1951 film An American in Paris? Who directed... The 1951 film, An American in Paris. John Smith. <laughs> you didn't even try all that one. <laughs> I don't know any any like movies or anything like that. The correct answer is Vincent Minnelli. I was pretty close. <laughs> John Smith. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Okay. So you you mentioned a little bit before uh, being okay with growth, being being fine with with not being perfect at first. So sp- thinking of audience and growing your audience, what are some of the top ways that you found you've been able to grow your audience? Two that I'll share. One is reciprocal interviews. That's one of the biggest ones out there. I'll, I'll, I'll say three. Okay, reciprocal interviews is the top one. 
The second one is utilizing the new thing on social media. And the third one is paid growth, um, actually paid ads, which a lot of people are afraid of, but it's really just an investment. Like if you, if you understand that you're, you're going to pay now, but it's going to pay off in dividends, that'll help that person. So uh, for the first one, it's reciprocal interview. So a couple of tips that can help your podcast listener, who's also a podcast host themselves, is they can go on Podbooker or Podmatch or use a, a paid service like, um, like uh, Interview Valet, for example. These are three great services. So Podbooker is generally free for everybody unless you want to pay a little bit more. And what ends up happening is most of the people on that platform want to be on your show. And so they're going to be reaching out to you. And instead of you saying, um, sure, you can be on my show, you just say something to the effect of, I'm only booking reciprocal interviews right now. So if, if you, you'd be open to having me on your show, I'd also like to have you on my show. So there, there's your benefit there. So pod match is um, generally free for it. Generally pod pod that's for pod match. Pod booker is almost the same except for uh, pod booker is like 30 bucks a month. And one of the tips that I can share that we have used there is I have my virtual assistant jump in on pod booker and we're paying like around 30 bucks a month. And they'll reach out to people and they'll say, I noticed that you had the XYZ podcast. This is, I'm giving you the direct copy right now. I noticed that you had the XYZ podcast. Would you be interested in maybe doing a, a, a podcast interview swap? And that's it. And so again, it's reciprocal interviews, but you just say, I noticed that you have this one. I don't want you to lie and say, I listened to your episodes. Just say, I noticed that you had the podcast town throwdown show. Would you be open to doing a podcast interview swap? Let me know. And that's, it's that simple. What needs to be note notated is that it was two sentences. It was a question mark and there was no links. So the, those are the three things that are going to allow people to feel like it's just a genuine, they're just reaching out. Maybe, maybe I should uh, follow up. The third one is interview valet. And I'm going to give you two different ways to work. Interview valet either costs you like something like $500 per interview that you're on somebody else's show. And I, if you've got the budget for it, do it. It'll be, it'll end up being worth it because I'm sure you can monetize more than 500. If just one of those listeners does something with you. Now on the flip side, here's the way to, to utilize a hack. Other people on interview valet are already paying that $500 and they have somebody reaching out to you saying, Hey, uh, I, I found this guest that might be good for your show. Now you replied similar to what we said about pod booker and pod match. You just reply to them and say, thank you so much for, for, for introducing John Smith to me uh, today. Unfortunately, I'm only currently doing reciprocal interviews. If, if he wants me on his show, I'm open to discussion. So now what ends up happening is that person who's getting paid 500 per time that John gets on podcasts is also going to say, man, 
Adam Adams is like, I can just shoot ducks in a barrel. It's so easy to, to get people on Adam's show. All I have to do is get Adam on their show. And so now you're saving $500 every time that they bring someone to you. Love it. How do you get value from your show? There's a lot of ways to get value from your show. You get, you get value by making money. You get value by knowing that you're leaving an impact and a legacy in the world. And you get, you get value by connecting with people, just like Elsie and I are connecting right now. And I'm having a great time and a good conversation. And I'll always remember having this conversation. I get value by, by connecting with other people because I'm a little bit of an extrovert and I enjoy having those conversations. So those are the three ways I get value from the show. Now, Adam, are you ready for our bonus round? So much, so much ready. This is called Truth and Lies. You're going to tell me three things about yourself. Two of them are going to be true and the other a bold-faced lie. Are you ready to play? A hundred percent. And you're going to lose, Elsie. <laughs> All right. Hit me. All right. Number one of the three things that I will share is that I, because of COVID, I used to do CrossFit a long time ago, but because of COVID, I couldn't go to CrossFit starting last year. So I decided to try mountain biking. I live in Colorado and there's mountains all over. And so I decided to actually go and buy a mountain bike. I thought it'd be like a hundred bucks, but the mountain bike that I spent money on insanely was over $11,000 for a mountain bike. It's the same price as my car, basically. That's the first one. Okay. The second one. In 1981, I was born in the middle of nowhere on a polygamist colony. Biological father has six wives. My mom's the sixth. And I have 20, two zero, 20 brothers and sisters. And the third one okay. is in junior high, I was a track star. Super fast, super fast. And I could throw discus and shot put and I could jump. And I set six school records. Now, randomly enough, in track and field in junior high, you're only allowed to compete in four events per four different uh, track and field small events at one big meet. But somehow I held six school records at my junior high. And some of them still stand today. Hmm. I'm going to say you're a business owner. So I'm going to say you did not spend 11K on a bike. Hmm. 1981, you were born in this colony. And did you say 20 brothers and sisters? 20. 20 brothers and sisters. 14 boys and six girls. I'm going to say that you are athletic because you told me that you used to do CrossFit. And that was the reason that you bought the mountain bike because of COVID, you couldn't do CrossFit. And so you bought a bike. So I think you're an athlete. I think that's true. 
but I don't think you spent 11 K on a bike. I, I, I actually think that in 1981, you were born in a polygamous colony in the middle of nowhere. And you in fact have 20 brothers and sisters. You're, you're insane. You won. <laughs> How did no, you do that? <laughs> I just try to pay attention. Wow. Good job. So I, I feel conflicted. I feel bad because you're my guest. You're a guest in my home and <laughs> my job is to make you feel welcome and, and, and not to crush your confidence, but I feel happy because I won and you, cause you were saying before how you won. I was pretty confident and you, you were, you were wrong. So yeah, I was very wrong. <laughs> you, you did great. Uh, I, I, it, the bike was still expensive, but it was about half that price. Yeah. Yeah, that it it better be a nice bike for that much. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the tips, and thank you so much for being a good sport and having a good time on the throwdown. If people want to reach out to you to learn more about what you do or to do a podcast swap, how can they do that? They can go to growyourshow.com. Awesome, awesome. Uh, where are you on social? Uh, if they type in Adam Adams or Adam AAA Adams, there's very few of us. And so I'm the really handsome one. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much again for your time, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brand. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust growing influence and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again. And we'll talk with you next time.